Welcome to Write, Read, and Write, a weekly podcast about writing and reading at a secondary level and beyond. For my co-host, Josiah Seth Gray, and I, Adam Preston Perrell, make terrible jokes, confuse students, and hope to build understanding in the realm of the written word. But we mostly just make terrible jokes and confuse students. Isn't that right? <laughs> yeah, I don't think we build anything here. <laughs> We're trying. We'll get there eventually. But uh, today we're going to bring you the third part of our four-part series on 3X structure and how that compares to the hero's journey. But before we get into it, Josiah, do you have any sweet, sweet suggestions? Oh, yes. I, my suggestion this week, I, I would suggest that everyone should uh, download Diablo 2. So it's a, it's a pretty classic game. And when I say classic, I mean really old and Honestly, it's probably probably older than a lot of uh, the people that listen to this podcast. Uh, but a week or two ago, it actually got resurrected with a, a shiny new update. And I'm saying that a little bit tongue-in-cheek because it's literally called Diablo 2 Resurrection or Resurrected. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a fun hack-and-slash game about, you know, fighting demon spawn and saving the world and, you know, just battling the hordes of hell. And when I was, when I was a kid, I played a lot of it. And, uh, yeah, in typical Blizzard fashion, it had all its knockoffs, and it was just a lot of fun. So download it if you have time, and you have, like, 20, 25 bucks to, to burn. So, Adam, how about you? What's your suggestion? I suggest... Paladin and they get some of those offensive rewards and he kills him deep butts. Um, but on top of that, I also yeah, paladins are good. Barbarians, barbarians, uh, <laughs> druids. I mean, if they're gonna go at it, go druids. You can be a werebear and just kill everything. It's true. Yeah, druids are fun. So outside of the video game world, I am suggesting Rubus T. That's R O O I B O S. There's no caffeine in it, and it's incredibly full-bodied. It is a delight to drink, and then with its deficit of caffeine, you can drink it at any time. I think you should try it. Is it Rubus? I thought it was always Roy Boss. So I'm sure I say it incorrectly. Okay. Well, I, I could never get into Roy Boss. Um, Amy's, my wife's family, they're, for, they're Zimbabwean, so they, they drink a lot of Roy Boss because it it's an African tea. But uh, for some reason, the flavor wasn't for me. I, I always liked a good spiced tea, like, like a chai. That was my thing. Ah, see, I'm, I've never really gotten to chai because chai to me just means tea. So anyone says chai tea, I'm like, oh, it's tea tea. Um, but right. no. So maybe Roy, just a spiced Roy, tea. Roy yeah. tea. Like that, that sort of thick honey flavor. And then rooibos and honeybush. Honeybush as well is a great tea. No caffeine. Also from the continent of Africa. Like, I don't know what is it about them. It's just like, when they're hot and warm and it's just sort of like, it's, it's just the expression of teas, but without having to worry about staying up or getting too much caffeine. Right. There's actually, I saw it one time, apparently there's a tea in Nepal that's pink. It's a pink tea. Normally you've got your, your black teas or red teas, but it's a pink tea. It's pretty, pretty crazy. You can try it one day. <laughs> Someday. All right. Now that oh. we've spilled the tea on teas we drink, I think we should get on with the show. Yeah. And now that we've exercised all the demons of our introduction. Uh, let's have uh, you, Adam. Can you start this week? Tell us about part three of the monomyth, or you know, as you call it, or as I call it, the, the hero's journey. Okay. So last time, our hero went through some trials. 
Uh, they met a goddess. They got some cool tools, got some XP. They've been tempted to take an easy road. And they decided that instead of taking the easy way out, that the adventure is worth it. They've got to go through, now it's called the transformation. So part of the transformation after they have all these weapons and toys, it's, it's called the atonement with the abyss or with power. Sometimes they also say it's the atonement with the father. And that just means that you are going beyond your previous limitations. And my example for this is when Luke is confronting Vader and the TIE fighter. Now, some people might see their hero's journey as the original series of Star Wars. I decided to its own uh, hero's journey. And so Luke's been trained by Obi-Wan Kenobi in the, the flight to the original Death Star when they're trying to find Princess Leia. And he's building up his sort of skills using the Force. So he's getting his skills. He then goes and he saves Leia. And he's never really in too much danger. He's being chased by stormtroopers. He's not going against the boss, but he is getting all of these skills. Yeah, he's got his friends. Um, Han Solo shows up and saves his butt when he's flying the TIE fighter. He's going through all these trials. And he gets to this point where Vader is behind him. And he's trying to, Vader's trying to lock onto him. And he's trying to launch missiles into the Death Star. And when Luke is able to outmaneuver Vader and Han Solo comes in, this is the confrontation with the power of the, the, the father, the, the abyss, uh, the challenge that's hard to overcome, like overcoming yourself so that you can become better. And becoming better in our terms is actually the next part of the story. And that's apotheosis. And that's the realization that a person... So as soon as Luke hears Obi-Wan's voice when he's flying and he, he's shook, he's, he's shaken off Vader, he's told to trust the force. And he's realized that there's more at play. There's more to who he is than he thought before. And he's able to tap into a power or a part of himself that he didn't really know existed before. And he shoots the missiles and everyone gets out of the Death Star area and they sort of win. And that sort of leads to the ultimate boon, which is achieving the goal. Whatever the goal was, either at the beginning when they crossed into the strange new world, or maybe what they found out the goal was while they're doing their trials or their journeys. It could have been fighting a dragon. It could have been realizing that they have to defeat a king instead of save a princess. The real monster was something else. But whatever that ultimate task is, that comes after they realize that they're powerful enough to do something. Like once it's done that was luke's goal like he he's done it he's entered the world of the goals he comes from this tattooing dusty planet where he was just working with moisture evaporators and he's gone on quite the adventure to ga- be a star pilot which he dreamed of before to use a mystical force to shake off the big bad to destroy the death star and fly away a hero and that's that's the, the third part of the hero's journey. So shall we compare this to the three-act structure? Well, yes, you should. Bring it on, fantasy <laughs> boy. <laughs> well, we, we'll talk some fantasy. I'm actually I'm going to go into Batman today a little bit. Um, 
but with with the three x structure what you're what we see for this one is yeah just kind of it's going back to plot points and and pinch points like we, we were talking about before and so if you're counting uh at the beginning we, we had one plot point where the heroes enter, enters a special world then we had the pinch point where the hero confronts some antagonistic force and, and normally loses then we have another pinch uh, sorry another plot point um, where the hero has their mirror moment and like questions their journey and almost quits and turns around and goes home. So that leads us up to this this break when we're the second half of Act Two, and that's what we're going to talk about. And so for this break and uh, the second half of the journey, the the hero goes from this kind of passive, just kind of reacting to the antagonist, to to really trying to to do something and be actively fighting and and trying and, and often failing. Uh, but they start to succeeding. And so this, and getting into the second part of Act Two, we we normally see there's a lot of progress, so that things are going well. But then all of a sudden, there there is a second pinch point and and this is getting close to what you were talking about adam with kind of this the climax of the story but what's interesting with the three-act structure is they actually divide the the climax and they shove that to the third act and it happens at the beginning of the third act we'll do that next week but um the second pinch point it goes very closely with the next plot point where the hero reacts and so you've got this plot point this pinch point plot point and so with the second pinch point we have these antagonists really doing a number on the heroes and, and everything seems lost. So, you know, in Star Wars, this is when Obi-Wan dies. In Lord of the Rings, this is when Gandalf dies. And now most most of those are, are mentor characters. Well, both of those are mentors. So if you're writing a story, this might be a really good uh, time to kill off that, that sweet old man of your story who's been the mentor figure. And honestly, if you're going through a story and the, the writer... The storyteller introduces a wise old mentor archetype. You can probably put a mental uh, a mental pin at this point in the story, the sixty two percent, the 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 next, the second pinch point, and guess that they're probably going to die at this point. Um, if you've been watching the new Netflix uh, TV series Squid Game, there is an old man character, and uh, <laughs> I'm not going to spoil the plot for anyone, let's but not, just check, not. you know, about let's... sixty. Let's sixty not. to seventy percent of the story. Just, just, just see if you know. See how this goes. No, but with that second point, <laughs> <laughs> it it doesn't just have to be the death of a mentor. Uh, it could be uh, other things. So, like the, the Batman movie, Batman Begins. Um, at this sixty-two percent mark, ish, the second pinch point is when the bad guy, you know, burns down Batman's house and. He kind of kicks him to the curb and he has like, Oh crap. I'm, I'm you know, everything's, everything's lost. Um, and so this actually, this normally this moment has some kind of, you know, a friend dies, a hero's betrayed in the Batman movie. We kind of get all of these together because Ra's al Ghul, who is the mentor figure who we thought was dead is actually alive, but in a twist, you know, our beloved mentor character actually betrays Batman. So we've kind of got this metaphorical death and betrayal all rolled into one. It, it's quite grand. Um, but what this does is it forces our hero to third plot point where, you know, this is this is the the midpoint mirror moment, but kind of dialed up to 11. It's full on drama. So we mentioned last week how Frodo and Sam were talking to Gladriel and this was their mirror moment. It, it, 
it really wasn't. This is the third plot point. This is when they, right before the big climactic battle, where they once again question it and they think, well, is it all worth it? But then, of course, they 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 doubt the quest, but they come through and they they're stronger for it. And so this comes right after Gandalf. You know, they lose Gandalf. Our, our mentor figure dies, and that's that's the big pinch point for the story followed by this plot point. And so that's why we actually normally call this moment kind of the, the dark night of the soul or or rock bottom or the abyss, as Adam was talking about, because this is where our hero is at their very, very lowest in the story. They really want to quit. Uh, and so it's a big moment for our hero. And we really have to, the hero has to acknowledge some the flaw in themselves and embrace some kind of inner truth to achieve victory. And that's a little bit vague, um, we haven't actually talked about you know flaws and truths and what is that, um, and that's okay. We will probably talk about uh, the lies a character believes about themselves. We'll, we'll do that some other time, but for now, uh, just remember that every hero is trying to overcome a, a fault and trying to do better. So you know, Bilbo he believes the lie that you know all hobbits shouldn't go on adventures and they can't be heroes, but through his story. He he comes to realization. Yes, we can, um, we can be heroes. And he then he goes into the the, the climax, which is next week. And you know, it's fighting Smaug and the five armies, and it's this big battle climax moment, which we'll get to next week. So that's part two of the act two. And, and I think some good similarities is is that confrontation. Um, whereas I think uh, Hero's Journey probably progresses a little bit into Act 3, where I'm at. Like, there might be some overlaps oh, next episode. Um, I, I think mine is a little bit for further. I think my last quarter of, of what I'll be presenting for Hero's Journey is probably faster the, the pace is probably a bit faster in, in, in an act uh, three act structure because a lot of what I feel like you might be talking about next week is what we've discussed where you sort of face the monster and you overcome it what do you think Josiah yeah and I'd agree with you and we've said this before you know um, I feel that hero's journey is a lot more character focused it's about this inner struggle that the character is going through and facing all these challenges so they can be better whereas three act structure it's a screenplay structure it's, it's four movies actually and it works great with stories uh you know written stories but they're stories to be told visually and a lot of those are so plot driven so a lot of times we have these big climactic battles even you know every marvel movie it, it they really struggle to not have the big monster at the end and they had that with shang chi recently and it was it was fun it was great at the end but it it's you kind of lose sight of this hero's journey arc a little bit because we have all these cinematic explosions and CGI stuff happening. Um, and you, you see that with Hobbit. Uh, with When we talk about this next week, as I said, there's the Battle of the Fire, Five Armies. That's the climax of the story. And we don't, just don't have two armies. You know, Tolkien just had to have five you know, to really make it insane. Well, that's how you make it fantasy and you make it epic. You just keep adding things of course. to it. <laughs> yeah, and why do we have just have elves and, and people and orcs when we can add eagles? <laughs> and that's exactly why Gandalf said, fly, you fools, because he realized fly, his mistake fools. the whole time. He was like, fly, and they were like, no, we're going to go by foot, and look what happened. I know. Fools. And so what's, uh, what's your homework for this week? 
Well, so for my homework, I think that um, the, our listeners should really kind of peer into their own lives. So there are a lot of dark moments in our lives that that often change us more than we realize. Um, and so my homework, it, it is really personal. It's really reflective because um, you're thinking about yourself, your experiences. But think about some kind of dark night moment of the soul you had after something big and bad happened. That might have been you had someone you knew and loved died. That could be a friend that you knew betrayed you and you trusted them, but you had this you know bad moment. It could be as even something as simple as you failing a test because that it, it challenges you to change your perspective about yourself. And you have this inner dialogue and this conflict about this this struggle. And sometimes, you know, if it's the death of a loved one, that's going to be a lot bigger than failing a test. But no matter what that is, you might have this really bad moment and you have to overcome it. And hopefully you do and you get better. And this is where, you know, um, rising arc first falling arc, right? You know, hero overcomes and gets better. The villain, you know, fails and, you know, Anakin Skywalker has a falling arc. He turns to the dark side. That's Hits has this dark moment, night of the moment, you know, dark night of the soul moment, and just completely screws up. What's your homework? Well, my homework this week is not so much reflective on the past, but maybe thinking of a current challenge to identify with and identify what it might look like if you were so skilled or knowledgeable that you could overcome your current challenge easily. What would you need to learn for things to be easy for you? What would you need to gain? What help would you need from someone else? What would an apotheosis or like a moment of realizing you more than you are look like for you and your challenge? And then think about how do you get there? So if it's taking that exam and you want that A star, then like what do you imagine you need to get that? And then plot in your mind how you overcome the challenges to be that person that gets that A star. A lot of this visualization isn't just for writing stories, but just dealing with your own challenges. For me, one of my biggest challenges is just saying the word apotheosis. Visualize <laughs> Understanding it. what Visualize that means. <laughs> Visualize yourself apotheosis. saying it. If, what, would you need like a speech coach in order to overcome that? <laughs> maybe. I, I think I just need, you know. To, yeah, maybe just to, to phrase it out. It's such a big, gr fancy yeah. Greek word, it's hard to understand. <laughs> but uh, I well, would say that it's almost like, uh, it, what, Adam? I said, well, you'll get there. I'll, I'll get there. I just need to practice it a few times. My, my students, we were talking about totalitarianism this past week, and they were all like stumbling over that word with all the T's, totalitarianism. But um, it's almost as if the hero's journey here, uh, it, it kind of represents our own journeys and can help us identify ways that you know, we can improve and reach our goals. Would you agree? What? No way. There's no way that humans would have used stories for thousands of years just to inspire us to get better and stronger and faster and smarter. Wow, it's crazy to think about. It's almost like people tell stories to teach lessons. That's weird. a great idea. Yeah, it's weird. weird. Yeah. It's so weird. But I think that's you know, about it for this episode. Adam, you care to close this out? This has been another episode of Write, Read, and Write. Thank you for listening. Go, reach your goals, and become the ultimate you. Until next time.